Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation is one that I've been waiting for for a while. Today, we are joined by Rebecca Louise talking about her summiting Mount Everest. And I'm so excited for this conversation because this has been a goal of hers since 2019. She's been planning and training since 2019. And then it finally was able to happen just a few months ago. And so we really talk out, you know, the planning steps behind a big goal. How long do you have to train for it? What about the anticipation beforehand? What about when you're actually doing it? And then the high that comes after You know, I love to actually break down someone who's living in the moment of accomplishing a big goal because, you know, sometimes it does come with disappointment. Sometimes the expectations are different. You you never know. So I love talking to Rebecca about this. She has so much good advice in it. And I think after listening to this conversation, you might get an extra kick of motivation to go after those big goals yourself. So with that, make sure you're subscribed. Please share this with a friend, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, if you enjoyed this episode. That means a lot to me. And with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Rebecca Louise, who is a global fitness trainer, best-selling author of It Takes Grit, and founder of the BTES Fitness app. Recently, she climbed Mount Everest, which she's on to talk to us about today. I'm so excited that you're joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm fired up to be here. Yeah, so I'm particularly excited because I had the goal of climbing Mount Everest. I was going to go to the base camp, though. You went all the way up to the top. How was it? Uh, it was it was incredible. I mean, it was quite the journey. I think that when you first understand about Mount Everest, you're like, okay, that seems like a big deal. But it actually took us four weeks from landing in Kathmandu to get to the top of the world. Um, typically, it's actually going to take someone six to eight weeks. But uh, my guide, uh, who's done it many times, is like, no, we're going to get on and off the mountain as quick as we can. So it was an incredible experience. I mean, there was ups, there was downs, um, but it... it uh, it was quite surreal standing on top of the world. Yeah. So was it better than expected? Was it harder than expected? Like looking back at it now, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think I had the mindset of, you know, not necessarily 
wanting to stand on top of the world, I went in with the mindset and the attitude of like, what am I going to learn about myself from this? Like, what is my experience going to be? I know my mindset's strong. So I was like, it would take a lot for me to like give up. I'd have to feel like really bad. There was one moment on the summit push where I was like, if this is what it's going to be like all the way to the top, I'll do it, but it's going to suck. And uh, I was able to kind of like sort my mask out a little bit, my oxygen mask and kind of slow down my pace. And I found a really good rhythm that helped me get to the top a lot easier. But it, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought I was going to be a lot colder because I really struggle with the cold. Um, but I actually was at the summit for almost an hour and had gloves on, not even mitts. So I was quite surprised at how warm I was. Oh, that is really interesting. Cause yeah, you think like frostbite and all bundled up. Um, but you said, you know, you had that moment that was super hard, but you know, were you able to like find enjoyment of it after that? Like was the experience fun? Yeah, it was really interesting because how I did it, I went with a one-on-one guide. Uh, he's actually summited 16 times. He's the most summited non-Sherpa in the whole world. And he was incredible. We also had a videographer team as well. So everybody was kind of there for me. I was like the only client. And my dad came to base camp with me, which was just phenomenal. And then Luke, my boyfriend, came to camp two with me. And he actually left at camp two and he was never meant to summit he left at camp two and then we kind of went up to the top and I just feel like you just don't know what you're exactly getting into when you kind of sign up for something um and I just embraced every single day I think that was the biggest thing for me was like how can I make the most out of every single day that I'm here and to really enjoy the experience and you know we, we had an amazing time I loved having my dad there I loved having my boyfriend there but I have to admit it felt a little bit lonely when they left you know like my guide knows everybody on Everest and my videographer was with his assistant so I did feel like you know, being super honest with you, I, I felt a little bit like lonely kind of getting to the top. And when I was standing on the top of the world, it was amazing and it was surreal. And it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, I wish my dad was here. Or like, I wish my boyfriend was here. Or like, I, I wish that one of those people were there with me. And it didn't take anything away from my experience, but it just goes to show that who you are around really does make the experience or really does like set the tone for how your memories are remembered. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're, you know, going on a yacht, you're going up Mount Everest, you're going for a picnic, you're going for a walk. It's who you're with that matters rather than like, you know, than the experience itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's so interesting because, you know, when you're talking about doing this alone, it's not like, oh, I went for a hike alone or I spent the day alone and one night alone. But you said you're out there for weeks. Like it was like day and night alone. So that's a lot of time to, you know, be by yourself and process it alone. And just also having to like, you're your own mental coach at that point. You have no one else bringing, like cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So when did you decide that you wanted to reach this goal? Like how long have you been thinking about it, training for it, all of that? Yeah. So in 2019, I was writing my book called It Takes Grit. And I remember I was at an event in New York. I think I was meeting um, my, book, my book publisher or I was meeting somebody to do with my book. And I was just about to start to write it. And I kind of had this moment where I was like, if I'm going to write a book called It Takes Grit, I need to show my audience that I have got grit. And I've done, you know, numerous things over the last 10 years. I came to America originally to learn how to fly airplanes, have my commercial pilot's license. And that was kind of like the last big scary thing I did. 
you know, opening your own business is always scary and kind of, you know, just personal things that you go through. But I was like, what can I do as I'm writing this book to really bring my audience along the journey with me? Like I'm writing a book called It Takes Grit. I'm going to show you from leading from the front that I'm going to do something that takes grit in the hopes to inspire other people. And so I was due to summit in March or May of 2020. And my book was going to be out a couple of months afterwards. So the goal was take a copy of my book, stand at the top of the world. And that was kind of like my promotion to be like, hey, I've got grit. I've just shown you that I've got to the top of the world. Now, what is your Everest? What's the grit that it's going to need from you to get to where you want to be? And obviously 2020 happened and we were three weeks out from, you know, leaving to go to the summit of Everest. And they were like, no, the mountain has closed down. And I was like, what? And my guy was like, no way. Like they'll never close the mountain. Um, and they did. And he already had a client for 2021. And so I think I look back now and I go, it would have been so easy for me to say, you know, I don't need a summit Everest, you know, like the time has passed. My book is already out. It was an Amazon number one bestseller when it did come out. So it did really well, but I'm just true to my words. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like just because I'm going to be summiting two years after, you know, I first like thought or anticipated, I'm not just going to say, oh, I'm not going to do it now. And so, you know, I was meant to go in 2020 and, you know, in the hopes of you know, really inspiring people through my book. But I actually think that everything happened at the right time and doing it in 2022, I was able to have my dad there. I was able to have my boyfriend Luke there. Um, and I was able to create something that, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to create when I when I was meant to summit in 2020. Yeah. So that's awesome that there were some like perks and silver linings of pushing it off too. Um, but if it didn't get postponed till March, of 2020 you were already training at that point like you were already conditioning you had a plan of when you were going what was that like having to like restart your training plan like did you feel demotivated at all I mean quite honestly it wasn't like I had a set training plan for Everest I have been doing my own workouts I mean I've been on YouTube making workouts for the last like 10 years and I was just doing my workouts. I mean, my workouts are 30 minutes, they're endurance, they're, you lift some weight sometimes, they're body weight. And I would go like running a little bit and maybe just walking up and down the stairs with um, a, a, wet, a, a weighted vest on. But to be honest, it wasn't really like I ever started and stopped training. I think that you know, as an athlete, you know, I grew up playing, you know, hockey, I was a field hockey, South England player, I played soccer, I played all of the sports that, you know, over the years, my body has just built up endurance. So even when I, you know, I guess, restarted training for Everest this time, it wasn't like I was doing anything more than, you know, I have been doing in the past, I was just using my own workouts, um, my own endurance that I built up over years. And then a massive part of it was the mindset. Yeah. Could you talk to us a little bit about your mindset with it? Is that something that you had to think a lot going into it or how did that kind of play out? Yeah, I think I have this, I have this tattoo actually on my foot that says every step counts. And I feel like that was like, I had that tattoo when I was 21 years old in Vegas and uh, I had that tattoo and I'm like, yeah, every single step does count because that's all it is. Like when you're climbing Everest, you know, you, you got to go through the base camp and you got to get up to camp one, two, three, four. And then that's that summit push. But it really is going, all right, let me take a few more steps. If I need to have a breath. All right. No problem. Like take a breath. Like, OK, now keep going. 
And so often I think in life, whether we're doing something physical or we're setting up a new business or we're doing anything personal, we think like, you know what? Oh, it just gets too tough. And then we just stop completely rather than just having a little bit of a rest and then just keep moving forward. So mindset was a huge part in climbing Everest because you have to have this belief in yourself that even when it gets tough, you're going to learn how to look after your body. You're going to learn how to keep taking step forwards. You know, you're going to make the steps necessary to help you get there, but in a safe way. So mindset was huge. I mean, obviously you've got to be physically fit too, but you have to have the mental courage that something's not going to kind of put you off or things that are going on at home um, aren't, you know, I mean, my dog died when I got to base camp, my dog of 13 years passed away and it could have been easily like, oh, it's too tough. I can't do this. You know, when we got to camp two, my boyfriend got really bad altitude sickness and had to be taken off the mountain. Another thing that was like, oh, this could have stopped me getting there. But in life, those things are going to happen regardless. And you've got to just keep on pushing forwards and keep taking up steps uh, to help you get to where you want to be. Things are always going to happen. And it's just the universe testing you to see how much you want it. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry to hear about your dog, but it sounds like you know, I, I love that advice that you had, though, like you have a great outlook of it, of like every step counts and, you know, like knowing that you could get through it. It was just one step at a time. I'd love to know also like the lead up to the trip, because I think that sometimes, you know, when trying to work towards a big goal, like we put in all the work, but you can almost get, you know, like uh, what's it called? Like the frozen feet or hot feet, whatever the word is, where you're like nervous right before going. Did you ever have those nerves or were you always just kind of like, I got this? I think that you're always, it's yeah, cold feet. I know what you mean. Cold, cold, feet. cold feet. That's the one. I know. I think that anytime you're doing something that you've never done before, there's an element of uncertainty, right? And humans don't always work that well with uncertainty. We like certainty. We like to know what something's like. So I was relaxed more when we started to get into the more challenging part of Everest because I had no idea what I was signing up for. I had no idea if it was going to be too hard. I had no idea if I was going to get too cold. I had no idea really what it was going to be like. The only things I had to compare it with was a trip that I did in Ecuador in 2020 and I got really cold. It was miserable. My boots didn't fit. I didn't summit that mountain. And honestly, like that was a, not a great experience. It was not something that gave me confidence. In fact, it was a moment to think like, am I going to be at a summit Everest? I remember telling my guide in, in Ecuador, like, oh my goodness, like if I can't do this, like, am I going to be able to do Everest? And all we had to do was like, you know, make sure that I had better equipment. And it was just about adjusting. So, so often we look at something that we've done in the past that maybe it didn't go exactly how we wanted it to, or maybe it was a you know, negative, or maybe didn't give us the confidence. And we think that that's what's gonna happen again. And so I had to block that out. It's like, you know what? That was the closest thing to Everest, but I've got better boots now. I tested them out in the Alps. They didn't make my feet cold. I'm excited, but there's always that moment of like, well, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into, but unless you're there and you just embrace the moment and you're not worried so much about the outcome. I think that's why people don't do something is they're so set on like, oh my goodness, what if this doesn't happen? What if I fail? But remember like in life, like the more times that you fail, all they are is learning lessons to help you get to where you wanna be. You know, and I just think like Everest for me was like, I'm just gonna go in, 
I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to see what it feels like. I'm going to see what it feels like to be really cold. I'm going to see what it feels like to, you know, live in a tent and like eating food out of a bag. Like I wanted that experience. And so I knew that it was going to help me grow. And therefore that's why I put myself in in that position. Yeah. That's so interesting. And that brings me back to one of your Instagram posts. I remember of like you trying to pee with all the devices. And then you're like, I just ended up peeing myself. And that's part of the experience. Oh my goodness, seriously, because I had this like whole contraption, it's called like a shiwi and you're like, can pee in it and it kind of just makes like a funnel for you. And then I was like, okay, if I use this funnel in the tent to try and get my funnel into the like the the, the bottle, like I'm like, I'm going to have a mess here. So I just ended up like literally like peeing in a bottle. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was definitely a few times I had accidents. Like sometimes I was like, how is how's my pee coming out of the bottle? Like it's all over my sleeping bag. It happened like three times that I basically peed on my own stuff. But you know what? That's fine. It was just like, that was a learning lesson. So it's okay. Even if you pee on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Love that advice. And something that you had just mentioned too, you're talking about, you know, when you're hiking, you're like waiting for the cold part. You're like waiting for it to get cold. And I think that, you know, that brings in this idea of like anticipation too, like that can be what's the scary part sometimes too it's not like the preparation for it and it's not actually doing it but like that moment of anticipation of like how worse is it going to be you're like how bad is it going to be that you won't actually know till you're there yeah you don't know like everything in life if you've never you don't know what you don't know and the more that you try new things you experience new stuff the more that you're going to know and the more familiar you're going to get with things but i think so many times that we we stay like in the shell because we're we're fearful right as it's a new, it's normal it's humans are fearful of things but they're never as bad as we make out. They really are like, we, we create these stories inside of our head of like what something's going to be like, what's going to, what, it, what it's going to be. And I think I went into Everest without that. I went into Everest going amazing. Like I'm going to show up the first day and do my best. And then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to show up and do my best again. And that's all we can really do in life, which whichever, you know, physical challenge that we're doing, business challenge, personal is that we keep showing up and doing our best because we can't always anticipate what's going to happen. You know, Everest is a scary place and, you know, you don't know if there's going to be an avalanche. You don't know if the wind is going to come in. Like you, you, you don't know really everything that's going to happen. And so I think it's being about being present in the moment um, and leaning into that. Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously, you know, this whole thing was a challenge. Was there anything that you learned about yourself or anything that was like surprising to you? through this experience? Yeah, I I learned so much. I think I learned more from actually coming back. It was such a high. I mean, like I've been working towards this for like three years. It was such a big high. And we had a whole video team that were recording everything. And we actually don't have any video footage of me coming down from the summit. Um, There's like 10 hours missing. And so I think that, you know, I I did my best to try and set up the expectations of what I wanted to create as a documentary for my audience. Um, And I think the one thing that I I probably wasn't clear enough on was holding my own in saying, this is what's important and this is what I need. Because so often we go, oh, you know, like we kind of like sit in the background. We kind of like, especially as females too. If we are strong and say what we want, we're either called passive aggressive or a bitch. And I think when you're working with with women, you don't get that. They're just like, okay, she's just telling me like how it is, right? It's just like telling it. But there was there was definitely something I learned about myself with being in business. 
uh, with, with men compared to what that was like with women. And obviously Everest was a very male dominated area, but every time I saw a woman, there was this like, immediate bonding connection. And it was so incredible because this year there were so many firsts for women. It was like the first Egyptian women summited, the first Iranian women. There was a whole bunch of firsts. Uh, the youngest uh, American woman, she summited too. So what I learned about myself the most was like, wow, like as women, we have this special nurturing um, nature and to, to, to really stand for what we believe in and be strong with that because we can work together uh, and build something so much stronger. I think that if you look at men, they're always surrounded by five successful women. But a successful woman is never surrounded by five successful men. And that's not me being sexist. That's just me being honest. And uh, I think that was a big realization on the trip of like, who do I want to be doing business with? Like long term. I know that sounds like, oh my goodness, that's what you learned from Everest. But like, it was just like an, an eye-opening moment where I was like, this is what I see for my community. This is what I see for myself. And this is what I see for our brand is really being surrounded by strong female individuals who, who understand. Yeah. I love that you're able to pull that because it's the type of thing where like, you know, you can't guess what you're going to learn about yourself through it. And then, you, you know, you found out this realization of like, oh, no, I know who I am as like a business owner and woman. And so I love that you're able to bring that perspective into it, too. Yeah, 100%. It was a big, big eye opener. And it was an amazing trip. I enjoyed it so much. You know, there was just areas that I think that we could have like streamlined a little bit better, but it's always what's going to happen uh, when you go to like a big mountain like Everest. But yeah, we're just, we're working through right now the Everest documentary. Um, I have an amazing female editor that I found that was local um, and she just gets it and understands. And I think we've we've almost got our trailer ready, you know, to, to then pitch it to people to bring a big documentary. But like I said, you know, we're just figuring out how to close it because um, we are missing a, a great deal of content coming back down from the summit. Yeah, well, I'm excited to be looking out for that when that does come out. Um, and you kind of mentioned it to this feeling of being like the high after accomplishing it. I think that a lot of people get that, especially marathon runners. I know that's a big thing. People will be in so much pain, but then they're like, you know what, I'm going to go and sign up for my next one. Obviously, Everest is a little different. I'm sure you won't do that again. But do you have any plans of what's next? Or are you trying to kind of like recreate that feeling at all? Yeah, there's a definitely feeling of the high. I think any single time that you do something physical that's outside of your comfort zone, whether it's running a mile or holding a plank for two minutes, like there's this like sense of like achievement and no one can touch me, right? There's just this like nothing else matters that day. You're physically exhausted, but you're like buzzing on adrenaline. And there's something that physical activity really like gets you to be so present in the moment. Like nothing else really matters. Like after I summoned Everest, nothing, like nothing mattered, right? It was like, I've just climbed Everest. And it's the same with everybody in finding your Everest, like whatever it is physically uh, that gets you outside of your comfort zone. But yeah, like what, what is next for me is that we just launched our app. Uh, it used to be called BTES and now we just relaunched it back to Burn by Rebecca Louise. So it was called Burn like a few years ago. Uh, we managed to get the name back and we had an incredible launch and my energy and time is really just now focused on helping women work out from home, feel amazing, get on great nutrition plans and, and build the life that they want, you know, not to feel like they are confined to a certain way of thinking. You know, what our tagline is, people come for the workouts, but they leave with a changed mindset, 
right? And that's one of the big things that I've always worked on is 20% is fitness, 80% is nutrition, 100% is mindset. Um, and then I work with a charity called Four Paws who rescue four-legged animals from human captivity. Uh, and we're doing a whole big tour with them this year, Kosovo, Switzerland, Vienna, um, Vietnam, and South Africa. So we're gonna be filming a whole bunch of workout videos in front of animals and really just you know sharing what's happening in the animal welfare world. Um, Cause that's a massive uh, part of my life as well. So that's gonna be like, you know, there's highs along, right? It's like Matt Everest really was a high physically. And then it's like, wow, we have this app launch that just went so well, you know, now it's like, you know, now we have this like tour coming up with, uh, and there's always something like, I think that if you are always giving out, there's always opportunities coming towards you. So um, I'm excited to see what happens over the next 365 days. But in terms of summiting something, yeah, like my boyfriend and I have spoken about, like if we would actually go up to Everest again, we, we do want to do it again. I want to do it again because I want to have an, a different kind of experience on the summit. And he has he didn't summit. So he was only meant to come to camp two. So I think that maybe one day we'd probably do it again. Um, and uh, I'm excited for that day. Like I, I had this realization like a month after I'm like, I I'm not done with that mountain. Like I need to go back. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. You've enjoyed it so much that first time. You're like, there's something different though every time you go. And, you know, I, I love your outlook on just everything. Like you did this massive brand or rebranding, bringing back burn with your business, almost at the same time that you're doing this Everest trip. And I think that, you know, as like women, we can sometimes think like, oh, I can only have like one goal or like if I'm working towards my business, I can't almost like take a break to focus on something else. Do you have any advice for someone who might be like multi-passionate and have multiple goals just like you've been working towards? Yes. And it's so funny that you bring this up because our mentor, you know, Rory Baden talks about diluted focus is diluted results. You've probably hear, heard him say that um, a couple of times. And I'm the type of person I do. I love to do everything. I have a podcast. I have a book. I have a blog. Uh, I have the app. I had Everest. Like I have this charity. There's so much stuff. And there's, there's nothing wrong with doing it all as long as you know what your goal is. And so now my goal is I want to be more streamlined on the things that I'm very excited about and I want to focus on. And so for years and years, I've done everything and I and I love it. And I also uh, work with the number one nutrition company in the world and we have a huge team there as well. And it's like, where do you want your focus to go? And remember, when you're first starting out in a business, it's best to pick one thing and crush it because it'd be really hard to build like three to five different things at the same time. If you think about Gary Vee, Gary Vee actually became like well-known because he spoke about wine and he broke through that Sheehan's wall that Rory Baden speaks about that now he can do everything. And so for a long time, I was just doing workouts on YouTube and that's how I was able to kind of break free and I have a book and I had the podcast. And now I'm almost like transitioning back a little bit to really just hone in on what I'm looking for. So I do think that when you get started, it is, you know, we, we, we all, as you're an entrepreneur, like you get the shiny object syndrome. You're like, oh, they're doing this. Like, I want to do this now. I want to do this now. And that's great. Like allow your creativity to flow, but how can you link it back to the outcome of what you're actually wanting to build? I think that when you can do that, you know, that's going to make you have growth. And then you're not going to be like overstretched, overwhelmed, exhausted, um, and you're going to you know, get the lifestyle that you want. Because as entrepreneurs, you want to have a lifestyle where you're able to leverage your time and be have flexibility. That's why people want to be their own boss. But, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know that we work way more than nine to five. 
Yes. Well, that is great advice. I've just been feeling your energy from here. I love all of these things that you shared about hiking Mount Everest. Where can people find you and your new app and all of that? Yes, you can find me all over social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places, Rebecca Louise Fitness. We have a brand new workout video that comes out every single week on our YouTube channel. And then you can get the app, which is incredible. Oh my goodness, I'm fired up for this. Uh, you can just search your uh, Apple store, your Google store, Burn by Rebecca Louise. Gives you daily workouts, nutrition plans. There's a whole mindset section in there as well. I do live, so it really is incredibly interactive. Um, and it's uh, it's very, very exciting what's happening with that. Yeah, definitely check it out. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>